Welcome to the School of English podcast. My name is Hannah and I study English literature and history. And today we have a fellow third year student, Luke Wakeman, as a guest. Thank you so much for joining us. It's really nice to get to speak to another student as well. Hello. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. It's really nice to be here. That's good. Right. I'll just go straight ahead with the questions. So what made you chose choose Sheffield in the first place? Was there anything that kind of drew you to the city? in particular yeah so um funnily enough when i actually started here at sheffield i was also applying for a history course and i came for an open day there were all of the unis i'd visited so far none of them really stood out uh, for me and i got to sheffield and i came to a few of the talks i kind of looked around the su and everything mm. and i think remembering back it was the first time that i had been to an open day and i'd come to a uni and it didn't feel like i was sort of vying for a place it, it didn't feel like mm. i was kind of competing with everyone it was the first time I'd, I'd been somewhere and it really felt like they wanted me there the uni yeah. really felt like you know they would they wanted the students they wanted to support them they wanted the the you know and it was really really nice and mm. i remember i i finished that day and we went out and like walked around sheffield a little bit and i just thought i was like this is the one yeah i've, <laughs> I've no doubt and i had a few other open days after that but i i knew from the off i was like this is it I already feel kind of settled here. I feel at home. Mm. I feel very welcomed. And I think that was really important for me. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree, actually. When people ask me that question, I have the same kind of answer that I was like, oh, it sounds really a bit daft and a bit dreamy. But when I got here, I just kind of knew it was the right place for me. Yeah. And I think especially as well, it would have been nice to meet you on history, but we get to meet over the internet on a podcast instead but exactly um, yeah exactly it's the magic of sheffield so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i completely agree that it was just such a it's such a, a very open community i think but um definitely i will launch into my next question so you are an east asian studies student and yes. i know you on a program called sayers so what's it yeah. like studying on this course and how have you kind of integrated that into your life currently i mean i love it I really like East Asian studies because for me, I enjoy an area studies. I like looking at something completely different and, mm -hmm. and not just a different uh, kind of geographical location, but just entirely different historical and sociological and anthropological perspectives of the world. And looking at East Asia was something I'd never done before I came to uni, but I know it was something I was interested in. Uh, I wanted to give it a shot and I thought, you know, why not? Let's do it. Um, it's a very kind of... Uh, sporadic course in that what we study varies so much i've had modules good one <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i've had some really kind of more not serious but i've had uh, modules on uh, like north korean politics and social life i've had ones on the cultural revolution in china but then at the same time i've looked at things completely differently within the region i've looked at uh contemporary japanese pop culture and I've looked at East Asian cinema and that's uh, influence across the world. Um, so I think one of the reasons I really like it is because the range of modules that we have is so substantial, mm -hmm. not just in their content, but also in their kind of methodology. We have ones that are very history focused. We have ones that are very kind of anthropological 
typological or very ethnographical. Um, and I really like that. And it's especially something that I've carried over into my third year now, mm-hmm. as I'm doing a fieldwork project, I'm doing a research Ooh. project and I'm writing my dissertation. And all three of them are on kind of different topics, but also looking at East Asia, specifically for me, Japan, mm-hmm. through different lenses, which I really, really enjoy Ooh. and has been a really great way for me to get to grips with the area and, and also with academia generally it's, it's been really really great that's fantastic i i really i think that also kind of links into my next question as well about the interdisciplinary nature about especially both of our courses as well because i yeah. i don't actually i'm not an east asian studies student although i wish i was because that sounds amazing <laughs> like that sounds so yeah. interesting i, I yeah, think um, but especially with them um, say me doing two different subjects with english literature and history i think having that kind of interdisciplinary approach means that I can learn about so much more than I ever could have done with a single focus subject I think I don't know how you feel definitely. about that yeah no definitely um I think it's nice that there's been overlaps in the content that I've looked at so mm-hmm. I think just in my uh first two years I had a pretty comprehensive coverage of um contemporary South Korean history so from the division of the peninsula and the civil war up to you know the current time but looking at it in one way through a kind of historical much more statistics based module mm-hmm. and then after that looking at it through a pop culture module yeah. and bringing elements in there of uh we looked at kind of religion and theology we looked at uh, a kind of legal perspective of of some of the the ways that South Korea has, has changed and acts now especially uh in the way that it is with like i said before religion we looked at other kind of marginalized groups mm-hmm. within uh, korean communities so it's been really really great to have all those different angles so that you can really understand not just you know the history of a country or the 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 culture of a country but everything about it really understand mm-hmm. kind of how it is and, and where it was going to be and i'd love to know as well that for you doing history mm-hmm. and english how has there been kind of overlap between those two subjects and how has one helped the other and, and kind of stuff like that how is the interplay interdisciplinary nature of yours kind of come into play oh thank you i've i've never actually been asked i don't feel like i've been asked a question really yeah. <laughs> well, apart from the time i actually wow. did a podcast about myself but thank you for the question i'm gonna actually think about I'd it now <laughs> so i i do also feel the same as you that especially with the topics that i choose to study i think see um for me decolonization is a massive thing that i i find interesting i'm studying currently a history module about tools of the empire which is a a massive module about a a special subject module which is about like um britain's britain's colonial india and looking at basically colonial the impact of colonialism across the world and linking that as well i've done just this year i've done modules on looking at black writers and looking at it around the harlem renaissance i think that could be one specific example per se because i got to read and learn about these black writers such as um frederick Douglass and um i can't (laughs) none come to mind currently but uh they they're all fantastic in kind of approaching it all together and realizing how colonialism started from slavery or where they were kind of intersecting together, which has yeah. just really interested me. So yeah, I guess in a very in, in concise way, I understand as well that um, especially with my course, it's just fantastic <laughs> to know a, a whole range of things rather than just kind of a succinct amount of information because it just makes me feel like I'm yeah. more well-rounded as a person I guess Definitely. I don't know yeah. um one one question of my own interest what are you currently doing for your dissertation and project as you mentioned before I'd like to learn a bit more about that yeah of course um so my dissertation is 
currently well the the title the the kind of fun bit of the title that i like it's called a place outside of all places uh, and i'm looking at cultural and ethnic enclaves in post-war japan so particularly uh post-colonial zainichi korean uh, enclaves which is former korean colonial subjects that moved to japan during the early part of the 20th century and then how they kind of established communities for themselves within japan and then the effect that they had on wider pop culture um and i'm doing a comparative analysis of them with the american military presence in post-war japan and how they also influenced uh changes in culture so looking at food music uh fashion things like that generally how those migrant communities came and really evolved a lot of elements of traditional Japanese culture, uh, which goes against this kind of continuing, very monoethnic narrative that Japan has, that it's Japan is very singular and isolated. And, and mm. essentially, I'm trying to prove it's not. <laughs> yeah. And there is actually a lot of these outside influences. Yeah. Uh, so that's really, really good fun. Um, my research project that I'm working on at the moment is about perceptions of East Asia in the UK. So I'm looking at how people in Britain understand East Asian culture through uh, like works and, and culture. So from two aspects, I'm looking at traditional art forms. So like woodblock printing, things like kimono and haiku from Japan. Um, and then I'm looking at contemporary art forms. So music and film and TV and looking at how people in the UK understand and, and, and approach culture within East Asia from the work that we see from from the area so that's really good fun as well it does sound really good fun um out of interest what kind of things are you or if you've done it yet are you specifically looking at in your research project in respect to like british culture and looking at east asia because i'd actually be quite interested to hear about that if that's not yeah, going of course. Too in depth. no no not at all um one of the things that i have found that's that's been a really big point of interest for me is that um, traditional forms of, of East Asian culture. So kimono, hanbok from Korea, uh, things like kipao from China and um, general kind of earlier forms of art like woodblock printing and mm -hmm. uh, like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? China, but like from China um, yeah. is really popular is really really mm -hmm. fascinating and a lot of people um are interested in in learning more about that but contemporary works so film and, and television and, and stuff like that is still not really within the mainstream in the uk and, and from the research that i've done from a few kind of surveys and interviews one of the big things is about um uh this kind of lack of understanding and that a lot of people mm -hmm. don't really completely understand the culture and a part of that comes from an unwillingness to learn but another yeah. part of it comes from uh, the diaspora. And I spoke to a really great guy called Tim Anderson. He's a, a chef, former Master Chef winner, but has a series of uh, Japanese restaurants down in London. And he was talking about how um, he's from the States. And he said, in the States, Korean food and uh, Chinese food and Japanese food is so good. It's the best in the world that you would find mm -hmm. outside of the nations themselves. But Indian food in the States, he said, is terrible. He was like, oh, I lived in New York for 10 years. I didn't have a single good Indian meal when I was there. <laughs> So one of the things I'm looking at there as well is about how the diaspora from those countries influences the way that we understand the culture. So one of the arguments is that because there's a relatively low uh, Korean, Chinese, Japanese migrant population in the UK compared mm -hmm. to um, people from India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, uh, and also from the Caribbean, how we can much more easily misinterpret culture when we don't have a sort of original source to learn from. Wow. 
honestly, that's yeah. you're doing a wonderful job on this. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just I'm blown away. I feel like I'm just I'm just talking and talking and talking. Oh now. no, sorry. It's, it's a podcast, Luke. That's what we're meant to do. It's okay. Um, yeah, oh no, it sounds it sounds absolutely wonderful. Um, I something that you said before as well. Um, I might be thinking about it too much, but um, well, something that you implied as well is, especially with our degrees, I think it's very interesting and a very um impactful thing to to learn and discover that things are not as black and white as they seem, especially with them. Um, you know, looking at yeah, the, your research projects, as you're saying, I like discovering that there's so much in between, in between the kind of incorrect and correct well stereotypes or notions that we have of basically everything yeah. we study to be honest i find that incredibly yeah, fascinating but um it is I great shall... can i ask are you still writing oh, your no, dissertation you... Are you, i am still writing my now? dissertation no no no. i'm still going <laughs> so i'm currently writing an english literature dissertation i would have loved to have done one in history as well but i told my sister and she was like don't do it don't do not do two dissertations yeah. i was like okay <laughs> I won't. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I'm, I've ended up writing a dissertation on Black British contemporary writers, and I'm looking at decolonization, the impact of the white gaze on kind of our contemporary perception of Black British literature, oh, which is really interesting so far. And I'm writing about yeah. a term called intersectionality, which is um, more about intersectional feminism which is more the theory that you can be discriminated yeah. for more than one part of your personality or your identity, which I I find in while doing my research, which is not very reflected in law or generally society that we live in. So I find that such yeah. an... Yeah, um, yeah. I will go on to my next question. So... Sure. Sounds great, lived... though. Sounds like really Thank wonderful you. work. Thank you very much. I'm really... So, so <laughs> does yours as well. I'm just, we, should, we should link up and read them, read each other's dissertations. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I'll okay. send it to you. Thank you. My my next question would be, so where have you lived during your time at university? Have you lived in like uh, student halls, um, private accommodation? How have you found it? Do, do you enjoy living in Sheffield? Yeah, sure. Um, so in my first year, I lived in Enclif, um in Kerbar Apartments. So like Ooh. right on the end, uh, oh, yeah. right at the you edge. You were quite attractive. Um, yeah, but um, it was good. I really liked Enclif. It, it was a nice kind of community feel. And um it took a little bit of getting used to uh, for me mm -hmm. because I'm from way out in the countryside in Lincolnshire. And here's a little fun fact that I figured out in my uh, first year here. More mm -hmm. people lived in my building in Endcliffe than live in the village that I'm from at home. Wow. So it oh took a little uh, yeah. getting used to the the sounds and, mm -hmm. and everything and, and having, Vast I say so many people. people. Only, yeah. Um, yeah. But it was really nice, and I liked Encliff. Uh, it was a good place to be. Um, the last two years, I've lived down in Broom Hall, not too far away oh, from uh, the Student Union. Um, one place, a little flat I was in with some friends of mine from first year, and then moved kind of around the corner and just off Brunswick Street for my second, um, which I really, really like. Um, I think Broom Hall is a really lovely area. Mm -hmm. There's so much greenery. There are so many like trees like, just off the street outside now. Um, we are seeing loads and loads of lovely blossoms like cherry blossom trees i know they're the so best, that's great really. and yeah and it's very very close to the uni it's very very close to the city so it's all good i i really like living in Brimhall. yeah it's, it's fantastic i actually thinking about it if we are in the same year we were in Enclave village at the same time i'm i'm surprised we didn't cross paths 
but for the amount of people that were in there i was in um millstone house so i was maybe mm. the opposite end from you but yeah i i agree yeah, i think definitely I, I wasn't, I'm, I'm from Wolverhampton, so not particularly a sparsely populated area, but I think just the yeah. um, the noise, the noise and the parties were sometimes a bit much, so I was glad I was living in quite a quiet area, but um, yeah, right back. Oh, it was nice. But I think uh, my last question would be, what would you say or what advice would you give to anybody who'd be moving moving to Sheffield for the first time and or at least wanting to study a language at university how would you or your subject anyway if you wanted to be more specific yeah. what would you say to them definitely um well in terms of a language so I've done three languages whilst I've been here at, at Sheffield um one of which was not very East Asian I took Italian in my first year Ooh. um and then did Korean and Japanese respectively um and I really enjoyed them. I loved them. I, I really love language learning. I find it really fascinating. Um, I think definitely for that, it's about just coming in with an open mind. Like I'd said, I, I'd never studied um, kind of non-Germanic or romantic languages mm. before. I'd, I'd never studied anything outside of Europe uh, linguistically. So it was completely different. The alphabets, especially in, in Japanese, where you've got hiragana and katakana and so much kanji, um, but if you kind of put your mind to it, it really just kind of fall into place. And, and I think if you work hard mm -hmm. and you come into it with an open mind and not expecting it to be something you've done before, if you've kind of embraced that difference, it really helps you to, to learn. Um, I think generally just for people looking at coming to Sheffield or anything like yeah. that, all I can say is, and I know you said this at the start when we first spoke about why you wanted to choose here. And it might sound a bit wishy-washy, but honestly, just go with what feels right. Mm -hmm. I think Sheffield is such a great place to study and to live and generally just to be. And I think what's important is that if you find a course that you like, that seems interesting, if you find a place that you like and seems interesting, then go for it. And for me, I think what's more important than league tables or or job prospects or anything like that because to be honest it, it, it all works itself out in the end there's no undergraduate degree that someone is going to end up without a job but i think if you're happy and you enjoy what you're doing then that is what is most important and finding something that you love and, and putting your time and your energy into it is is a really really great way to spend university uh, and i think that's how people are going to enjoy that university experience the most so yeah, uh, basically that's a very long-winded way of saying, do something you very enjoy and, and you'll be happy. Well, very eloquently <laughs> put, I'm, I'm very impressed. No, I completely agree. I, I think it's especially I find for the people who are moving to university, maybe last year or in the recent coming years, especially with COVID, I think like that's something that I'd also like to second and give to them that just, the place that feels the most homeliest the most comforting and just somewhere that you feel like you can grow because I find that for Sheffield I really feel it's a place that I'm meant to yeah. be and that I just enjoy so definitely. yeah definitely but thank you so much for talking to us today it's been absolutely wonderful to talk to a fellow no student especially across across disciplines as well it's just yeah. it's so interesting to hear someone else's experience and especially as a third year who's probably crammed <laughs> under 
the the most amount of work currently possible. Oh so, yeah, I'm sure we're in the same boat. Good there. luck. So yeah. good luck with the rest of your studies. Thank and you, and you too. You, thank you, and thank you so much for talking to me. It was absolutely wonderful.